Back in 2006, Sony was launching a console by the name of the PlayStation 3, and isn't it funny how history has a way of repeating itself? Almost exactly 14 years ago, on November 17, 2006, Sony released a very oversized gaming system at two different premium price points with an exclusive Insomniac launch title. And when you look at the launch of the PS3 like that, it's quite easy to draw parallels to the launch of the PS5 in 2020. The good news for Sony is that the PS3, despite its early missteps and chunky size, would go on to outsell the Xbox 360 with approximately 87 million units sold and a great library of games that included beloved series and brand new IPs. The PlayStation 3 was the birthplace of Nathan Drake, Sackboy, and Ellie, as well as the home as many famous third-party titles including Metal Gear, Bioshock, and Red Dead Redemption. Circling back to Insomniac, Spider-Man Miles Morales is the game that will be on most people's must-play list this fall when the lucky few will be able to get their hands on a PlayStation 5. And after the excellent first entry in the series in 2018 with Spider-Man, Insomniac has set the bar high for themselves and fans have a good idea of what they can expect. But back in 2006, this was a very different story. If you were looking for a launch game that was from an existing IP, then your best options would have been Ridge Racer 7 or Call of Duty 3. And if you were looking for the best launch title, then you would look no further than Resistance Fall of Man from Insomniac. This got me thinking, with all of the success, either commercial, critical, or both that Insomniac have seen with their most recent releases, such as Spider-Man, Sunset Overdrive, and Ratchet and Clank 2016, the question is, will they ever return the fight to the Chimera again? This week on the Video Games Podcast, we take a look. At a time when brainless first-person shooters were a dime a dozen, Resistance Fall of Man entered into rarefied territory with only a few other titles. The game introduced a novel perspective by using an alternative World War II timeline where aliens known as the Chimera have landed in Russia and are infecting and spreading throughout. In 2006, mainstream shooters with story-driven approaches were limited to such titles as Half-Life 2, which was just being released a few years earlier on PC, as well as Halo 2 on Xbox. PlayStation was desperately in need of something that could compete in this arena. From a glance, Resistance was a very unassuming looking like just another brick in the wall shooter. World War II first person shooter with a very brown palette from a studio mostly known for Ratchet and Clank as well as Spyro the Dragon and this doesn't sound like a formula for success. However, Insomniac did what they have become known for and created something special by elevating each element of the game. From the first moment you boot up the game and you hear that air raid siren, you understand that this game will be much more of a crafted experience. Now, in a very reductive view, Resistance Fall of Man is basically a grown-up version of Ratchet and Clank, which is a very good thing. Solid gameplay, strong visuals, and innovative weapons are all elements that are shared between these two series. Resistance Fall of Man is exactly the kind of launch title that you want to pair with a brand new system. A very marketable, mainstream, 
mainstream first-person shooter featuring an easy-to-identify alien enemy. The game would go on to be a critical and commercial success as Resistance scored a 9.1 from IGN, a 9.5 from Game Informer, and an 8.6 from GameSpot. Resistance was also recognized by many different outlets as the best in its class at the time, with IGN, GameSpot, and GameSpy awarding it the best PS3 game of the year, and it would also do commercially well as it became the first title to sell a million copies on the PlayStation 3, and would go on to be part of the PlayStation 3 Greatest Hits lineup. The flame for Resistance burned fast and hot, and between the launch of the PlayStation 3 and early 2012, there were five different titles released in the series, and this is a lot of Resistance in a short amount of time, especially considering that this IP essentially came out of nowhere. Three mainline games, all created by Insomniac, and two spin-offs that made their way to the PSP and the Vita, both of which were outsourced, first to Sony Ben and second to Nihilistic. Bend, at the time, was mostly known for Siphon Filter and now for Days Gone. Nihilistic, on the other hand, would go defunct in 2012, shortly after the release of Resistance Burning Skies. Their most notable game would most likely be StarCraft Ghost, which would never actually see the light of day. It's hard to tell if it's a coincidence that the best-selling games of the PlayStation 4 aren't shooters, or if it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. Obviously, if you aren't making first-person shooters, then they aren't going to be ranked among the highest sellers of the generation, such as God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, or Ghost of Tsushima, Uncharted, or Last of Us. Now, out of the deluge of first-person shooters this generation, it's actually hard to find ones from first-party studios. Looking over the large portfolio of shooters on the PlayStation 4, the only first-party title that was a first-person shooter was Guerrilla Games' Killzone Shadowfall, which launched with the system in 2013. Now, Shadowfall wasn't critically adored, but it did sell well enough as a launch title that it became a member of PlayStation 4's greatest hits. According to Sony, Killzone Shadowfall sold over 2 million copies in the first few months due to its next-gen graphics and mainstream appeal to go alongside with their brand new console purchase, similar to Resistance launching with the PlayStation 3. Based on Insomniac's cadence of releases, it's clear that the studio has a minimum of two teams working on different games at all times. In 2018, Insomniac released Spider-Man, which would be followed up by Miles Morales this year, and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart landing in early 2021, which are all games on the blockbuster level. Now, with around 350 employees, according to LinkedIn, it's no surprise that Insomniac is able to turn out such quality in such a short amount of time as it seems like between releases. Basically, since the release of Spyro the Dragon back in 1998, the studio has released at least one game every year with multiple premium titles falling in the same year often. This is relevant because once Ratchet & Clank is hopefully released next year, as it's currently scheduled to, it's unsure what the studio will be working on afterwards. With another Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man being released likely over the next few years, depending on filming delays, it's hard not to imagine that at least part of Insomniac will be working on a true sequel to Spider-Man from 2018. Capitalizing on the popularity and relevancy of the film just makes marketing your game that much easier. The studio also has a tendency to want to flesh out ideas in sequels, as we have seen three entries from Spyro, soon to be 12 entries from Ratchet, and three mainline entries in the Resistance series. 
Founder of Insomniac, Ted Price, said shortly after the shipment of Resistance 3 that the studio was finished working on the franchise in a direct video to fans of the Resistance series on YouTube. When giving an answer as to why the company is finished with the series, he said that they have reached a logical conclusion based on the story Insomniac wanted to tell. Price continued on to say that the series will likely go on as it is in good hands with Sony. However, asking someone if they want to work on a fourth game in the same series right after they finish shipping three games in five years would be like asking someone who just climbed Everest if they want to do it again. The immediate answer would likely be no, but with enough time away from the project, you get the space needed to remember what you loved about the series in the first place and are able to come back to the franchise with fresh ideas. As the years have passed, the tone of the answer gets a little softer as the community director at Insomniac Games said, never say never when asked about the possibility of the studio creating Resistance 4. This is almost nothing being said at all, but it's a much different tone from early in the decade when the answer was a definitive no. On a side note, Insomniac is still hiring project leads to this day, which once again doesn't mean anything in particular, but with over 350 employees and multiple series already in active development, hiring a new project lead is at least worthy of a mention. The last time Insomniac released a Resistance game, it was 2011, meaning we are coming up on a decade from the last time that they worked on the series. Now, absence does tend to make the heart grow fonder as we have seen the studio very active about Resistance on their Twitter account. This was obviously before the social media blitz that the studio embarked on regarding their next-gen titles, Miles Morales, as well as Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. As late as August 2020, the studio had been posting about Resistance on an almost daily basis, and this doesn't confirm that the studio is working on a reboot, a remake, or even a trilogy, but it's a better sign of a possibility than what the studio has said publicly in the past. You could argue that they are just posting games from their portfolio, but there isn't much content from other games like Sunset Overdrive or Spyro the Dragon. The argument could easily be made for or against Sony needing a first-party, first-person shooter. On one hand, they don't have a premium, exclusive shooter in their portfolio, and we have seen mainstream success this genre has, especially with the Battle Royale spin-offs as of late. On the other hand, they don't necessarily need to have a first-person shooter since some of the best-selling PlayStation 4 games are third-party, first-person shooters. Now, based on the fact that Sony owns the Resistance IP and not Insomniac, I think the chances of seeing Resistance 4 on the PlayStation 5 are decent considering the amount of first-party studios that Sony could get to develop the game. I also think there is still a chance that Insomniac could be the ones to create another entry in the series, but there is a better chance that it happens from a new studio with close guidance from Sony. That's all for the Video Games Podcast. I hope you found some value from today's discussion, and if you did and enjoyed it, then please please consider subscribing if you haven't already, leaving a pause review, or telling a friend about the show. As always, remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human.